This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, federal employees are going to have to mask up again at the office. Requiring them to get the COVID vaccine, though, will face a few legal hurdles. And a look at the program that kept contractors afloat during the pandemic shows it was pretty successful. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Mask requirements are back inside federal buildings. Federal employees, contractors, and visitors are supposed to wear masks in areas of substantial or high transmission, regardless of vaccination status. That's the latest guidance from the Office of Management and Budget. The Department of Veterans Affairs is requiring masks for everyone in its central office in Washington, D.C. Masks are required for all Homeland Security employees in all areas of the country. A possible vaccine mandate for federal employees raises a whole host of tricky questions, though. More on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The White House is eyeing new requirements for federal employees to either get the vaccine or face regular testing. Federal employment attorneys say a mandate is perfectly legal, but how it's implemented will raise questions about who it applies to and how agencies collect, store, and secure information about employee vaccination statuses. Two federal employee associations say they're apprehensive about a possible mandate. President Biden is expected to announce more details later today. Nicole Ligrisco, Federal News Network. The provision in the CARES Act that let agencies reimburse contractors who can't work because of the pandemic was an overwhelming success. New data from the Government Accountability Office found 12 of 15 contractors they interviewed said the paid leave provisions had a great or moderate effect on their company's ability to retain employees. GAO also found four agencies paid more than $882 million to cover the costs of contract employees who could not work due to COVID-19. Auditors made one recommendation for OMB to share lessons learned and best practices across the government. The IRS is doing a good job of protecting its employees with COVID-19 procedures at some offices. The Office of Inspector General made unannounced visits to nine IRS locations and generally found they had good safety policies in place. The IG reported an ample supply of face masks and cleaning supplies, as well as changes to ensure social distancing. As of March of this year, fewer than 3,500 IRS employees out of more than 75,000 tested positive for COVID across the agency's nearly 550 facilities. The IG did not list any recommendations for improvement. The Navy is allowing its sailors to carry over up to 120 leave days from this year until September 2024. Carryover days are usually limited to 60. The Navy says it's expanding the number of carryover days due to the coronavirus and the inability of some sailors to take off. The Air Force announced a similar policy earlier this month. The Navy says sailors are responsible for tracking and managing their leave, which can be found on their leave and earnings statement. The Defense Department says it will start doing more to understand the issue of hunger in the military. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. New academic reports are showing that one in three active duty service members are marginally food insecure. That means they have compromised economic access to the foods they need. The Pentagon says it's now taking steps to chronicle, analyze, and scope the problem. In the meantime, the Defense Department says it's training counselors to assess food insecurity in service members and their families so they can point them to the right resources. Scott Massioni. 
Federal News Network. The National Institute of Standards and Technology seeks public input on how to set rules of the road for fielding trustworthy artificial intelligence inside and outside of the government. NIST is asking for feedback on how it should define key pillars of trustworthy AI, including transparency, fairness, and accountability. NIST will incorporate these recommendations into an AI risk management framework that will set voluntary standards for agencies and industries to consider when adopting AI solutions. NIST will be accepting comments through August 19th. The Biden administration wants new cyber benchmarks for some of the country's most critical organizations. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has more. President Biden is directing agencies to develop cybersecurity performance goals for all critical infrastructure sectors. Administration officials say the current patchwork of disparate requirements is not working. They want to institute a new baseline of standards across all critical infrastructure companies, especially those that rely on industrial control systems. The move comes after a wave of digital attacks on key sectors this year, including the ransomware shutdown of Colonial Pipeline in May. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. Transportation Security Administration employees are a step closer to seeing their federal workforce status changed. The House Homeland Security Committee passed the rights for the TSA Workforce Act of 2021 yesterday. The bill would grant the same workplace rights, protections, and pay structures afforded to most... Ah. The bill would grant the same workplace rights, protections, and pay structure afforded to most other federal workers under Title V of the U.S. Code. Mississippi Democrat Benny Thompson, chairman of the Homeland Security Committee, called the change long overdue. Lawmakers hope the bill will address TSA's low morale and high turnover. Homeland Security would get a new Council on Trade under a new bill in the House. Congressman Peter Meyer introduced the DHS Trade and Economic Security Council Act. It would establish a commission made up of members from different agencies across the department. Agencies include the Coast Guard, Customs and Border Protection, CISA, and FEMA, among others. The council will coordinate department-wide activity on economic security, as well as look at industries, technology, and infrastructure that could impact the economy if disrupted. The council's assistant secretary will appoint members who will each serve two-year terms. Federal spending on small business contracts breaks a new record. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Agencies spent more than 26% of federal contracting dollars on small businesses last year, well past a goal of 23%. The Small Business Administration gives the federal government an A on its small business contracting scorecard and eight agencies earned an A+. Agencies, however, fell short on prime contracting goals for women-owned small businesses and hub-zoned small businesses. Despite an increase in overall contract spending, the number of small businesses that received government contracts is decreasing. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. And the latest IT modernization scorecard is out, and one agency rose to the top. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. GSA once again reached the pinnacle of the Federal IT Acquisition Reform Act, or FITARA, scorecard. In version 12 released yesterday, the House Oversight and Reform Committee gave GSA an A-plus grade, the only agency to earn the top mark. This is GSA's third A-plus grade out of the last four scorecards, and only the fourth time an agency received the highest rating since the committee started measuring FITARA progress in 2015. Overall, grades are similar to the last two scorecards, with agencies mostly receiving B's and C's. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. 